Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. And welcome back, everybody, to the TV show podcast. I'm Jay Black, joined, as always, by Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes. How are you guys? We're great. We're awesome. How are you, Rhea? I am awesome. Thank you. I want to take a moment up front because I don't feel super awesome. Uh, We are a day late today. Uh, We usually drop on Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. exactly. But because of the fact I was on a stupid boat and my flight back got delayed, I just couldn't get in in time yesterday to uh, do that, uh, to record the uh, the episode. And on top of that, I know the shows weren't fantastic when I was on the boat. And I know you guys, you come to us not just for great TV insight, but for a commitment to you, the listener, of excellence. That's what Angelo Cataldi's name is associated with, what Rhea Hughes' name is associated with, Jared Clapper's name is associated with a bunch of stuff I'm not legally allowed to talk about, but also excellence. And uh, my name is not necessarily connected to that, but we want to put out an excellent show. And uh, I apologize uh, on behalf of uh, the the podcast for not being out on time and also for not sounding great. This is a situation we're working on fixing. And by we, I mean I, because uh, it was my fault. So I apologize to you guys. I do not like to rock the boat. No. (laughs) Next time you get on one, we plan to sink it. Yeah, believe me, that is, uh, I I have been in contact with my management to get off of these stupid boats. It's just, it's it's my problem for having a cocaine addiction, honestly. I think it's my fault. I should probably get off this stuff. It's just so much (laughs) money to buy all that cocaine. Uh, So we're working on fixing that. And And I do uh, want to mention, Jay, we actually, we had a caller on the morning show this morning. I want to say hello to Bam. He said he loves the TV show. That I do with you, Jay and Angelo, and he looks forward to it every week. So thank you, Bam. Oh, that's nice to hear. Thank you, Bam. Thank you, Bam. Wham, Bam. Thank you, Bam. <laughs> uh, so let's switch off of the bad news to something that I think is very good news, which is the NFL ratings. I don't know if you guys uh, paid attention to these. Uh, I when I sent you the article, it had just been the wild card games, but the uh, the divisional playoff. Uh, stats came in in the meantime and uh the they broke records the the chiefs had over 50 million viewers the highest rated program of anything since the super bowl and up big against last year and uh you know the one caveat to all of this is that they're for the, the last four years they've been doing out of home viewing for the first time where they can actually measure people watching in bars and those places. So the numbers in the past were probably higher than they were given credit for. That said, in a world where everything is sliding to fractured viewing, where nobody's watching anything to have this monolith still left, what is it that's doing it? Is it the games themselves? Or as you said last week, Angelo, is it Taylor Swift? Is Taylor doing all of this? Tay got about five million of those, probably. I'm thinking, but uh, uh, and I have something I want to say about that at the end of this sequence because I wasn't happy with a, an eagle. 
during that whole secret. But let me oh, just say that. Right? I, I don't know how you reacted to it, Rhea, but watching it, the two games that were on uh, Sunday were uh, Chris yeah. Collinsworth and Tony Romo. All they do is take a sports event you love and make it hard to love. They are awful at what they do. Collinsworth is the worst that has ever done the job. I muted it with no. I usually like bring in WIP and I hear Mel Reese. I just didn't want to hear one more uh, long speech on how great this guy is and how uh, he's just awful. And Romo is has been mailing it in for years now. They've got, the NFL's got bad refs, bad TV analysts, a bad commissioner, and money-hungry owners, and they are the number one sensation in TV. Life is not fear. <laughs> so it's not the announcers then, we're saying. It's the, Rhea, do you think it's the quality of the games that's doing it? Yeah, I think it just, it goes to show you that we just love football in this country, but I, you know, I knew we were going to talk about this, so I, I kind of looked into some numbers. These were regular season numbers and why they're spiking. So they went up 6% in male. They went up 9% in female, which is the mm. largest wow. that they've ever recorded. That's now, is some of that maybe younger Taylor Swift fans? Sure, they're watching the games. And listen, she's dating a guy on one of the best teams in the NFL. That's not a bad thing for the NFL to get mm -mm, fresh no. eyeballs on it. Um, what they said, though, the difference with why the viewership they believe, in addition to what you said about not counting the out-of-home uh, numbers, Seven, I never realized, Angie, this is a really high number. 70% of matchups this season were within one score in the fourth quarter. That's so it. they weren't just getting the audience, they were holding the audience, yeah. which is huge. 70% is, I didn't realize, you know, I was watching Eagles games. Actually, the games in the beginning of the year were all close for the Eagles. But yeah, yeah it's just, it's, I think pe what people, the numbers that are spiking for out of home, young people are realizing football, they, they did it with the Phillies when the Phillies got Citizens Bank Park. And you remember young people flocked to the park because they figured it was a place to party. Yeah. The football is a party atmosphere and yeah. people want to be involved in it. It's a party atmosphere. And I love these games because I love the sport. But when the Philadelphia Eagles have the worst collapse in the history of their franchise, I don't need the man most associated with their franchise, Jason Kelsey, ripping off his shirt and going crazy in the box with Taylor Swift, all right? I was not prepared to drink 40 Bud Lights like he claims that he drank that day. I was not pre prepared to party after the devastating way the Eagles ended their season, and it didn't play well for me. That's all I'm saying. I, I wanted to get that in. I will tell you why it did play well for me, Ange, because you and I would have fought on yes. this. Here's why it played well. What it said to me, number one, is he's absolutely retiring, yes. okay? He's got a tremendous bond with his brother. I think we know that. And if anybody has earned the right after this, the way this dog season ended, to let loose, because that's a guy who still played hard every game. He did. Is Jason he Kelsey. I had, no, I had no problem with it. He helped bring us a championship. He was the guy every week saying, we got to play, we got to do this. His play was up there. I, I didn't, I, you know, it was just hanging out with his brother and having fun. You don't know how to have fun, Ange. That's your problem. <laughs> That's very much the truth. And I, you know, Rhea, even after they won the Super Bowl, I, I did not remove my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you.
Yes, that was actually a request by the governor, yes. if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, Rhea, just one last point before we move yeah. on. Do you think this spike in women watching, because the NFL has made a huge push to yeah. get rid of, we talked about this on the, the old radio show all the time, about, um, you know, the fact that there were a lot of abusers in the NFL, yeah. that there was a lot of, uh, you know, let's say toxic masculinity. I mean, it's a sport that requires a lot of testosterone, maybe not so much toxicity. And there was a push from the league to eliminate that. Do you think that helps with women viewing or, you know, the, we, there hasn't been a scandal that I can remember recently about, you know, them uh, being awful to women in the last yeah, few it years. Has, there hasn't been, I think one thing that also helped it, um, and I'm going to bring it back to Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's documentary, I believe, was one of Netflix's most watched documentary of all time. So it could be, you know, people are watching that because it was also, you know, it was a story, you know, about a guy, a very compelling guy with his family and his kids. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just think, you know, people are hanging out with each other. My son's got a girlfriend now. And Angela, you're going to love this. He goes. I got to teach her about football. And I'm like, what do you know about football? And he goes, <laughs> well, I've gotten it by osmosis from being your son. So, you know, I think just women, more women want to get involved because it's, it's a, it is a fun sport to watch. It is it very much is now we were Good talking, sport. uh, we're, you know, let's move from one uh, aspect of terrible, uh, male, uh, behavior to another, <laughs> the movie Saltburn, which Angelo emailed me about in a furor, um, not a furor, a furor. <laughs> Um, my son yeah. went to go see Saltburn and he told me yeah. a lot about it. Um, Angela, do you, you want to give your take on this and then we could talk about the, yeah, the subject? Uh, here? I will. And, and I am uh, livid about it because <laughs> it is nominated for best picture. It's insane. Right? And this thing is one of the worst pieces of garbage I've ever seen in my life. And here's what's going on now in the world of entertainment. The younger people who are making uh, involved in projects are somehow equating grotesque behavior with creativity. So they're all trying to top each other. Yeah. We talked uh, a couple of months ago about Pete Davidson, the first scene in Bupkis, right? And how disgusting and gross that was. I'm not even, let me just reference to you a couple of things. And I was told to watch this while I was getting a haircut last week <laughs> by my own sister-in-law. And she and I are going to have a talk, all right? Because <laughs> this thing was garbage, all right? There's a guy who really likes this other guy. It's not sexual so much. It's just a weird thing in there, away at school, at Oxford. And the guy takes a bath, and when he leaves the bathtub, the other guy sneaks in and drinks the bath water. <laughs> now... Understand something. Ugh. I have not told you the worst part of it, and I won't. He told me on the phone last night, Jay, and I'm never going to recover from it. <laughs> it is beyond awful, and it, it that is not even the most disgusting scene in the whole movie. Let's all right, this is not creative. Critics like this now, Jay. I want you to explain to me why the more disgusting these things are the more the critics say how creative they are and how brilliant they are. How is this smart? How is this compelling storytelling? Explain this to me. So I think, well, the first thing I want to say is that it, what's shocking to me is that Gen Z is against sex scenes. They don't yeah. like sex scenes. I think we talked about this on the show. Yeah. 
But they're all right with bathwater drinking scenes, which is it's odd to me because a tastefully done sex scene, not it, nobody's complaining about that. There's nothing bad about that. Drinking bathwater. Uh, and, you know, you were going down the list. We had Pete Davidson. I also think of Nathan Fielder uh, showing his micro penis in the you know eight minutes uh, into uh, yeah. Awful. Uh, Awful. Uh, that that TV show, The Curse. Um, I I do think that there has always been, and I I I think it might be more mainstream now because so much of it can be seen easily. A feeling that anything that's transgressive must be somehow smart because you're going against. When you say can be seen easily, you're talking about social media. You're talking about the internet. well, with streaming, they're yeah. So the boundary, right? They've lowered the boundary now. Any. Any pretty much anything you want to do, you can do now. Is that it? Yeah. So I, yeah, what I'm thinking of is like Andy Warhol did some weird stuff in his films, but the only way you could see an Andy Warhol movie was right. to go to the, yeah. the factory and watch it in New York City. So I think that there has always been, I, not to say that I think Andy Warhol is a great filmmaker because his stuff is a snooze fest. Literally, he filmed a guy sleeping for eight hours. What I'm saying is, yeah. is that these sort of artistic flourishes that I, I think are rather pretentious and not very interesting and uh, you know are, are in bad taste uh, used to be the just in one spot. It used to be New York City, Los Angeles, the avant-garde that you had to go out and seek and find. Now you can just hit play on a streamer and watch it. So I think it's an older idea that has been made new by the fact that you can access right. it easily. That's my thing. And here I'll, I'll say this about Gen Z because here I I was Angela and I were on the phone talking about Saltburn and Clark heard me and he goes, "That is the worst movie I've ever seen." But <laughs> Jay, it's funny that you talk about that the avant garde point. His friend, one of his friends who's female, goes to a performing arts school. Mm. She and her girlfriends loved it and told Clark to watch it, and he's like. I'm not going to work now that I know what he saw because Angela told me I'm horrified, but it was interesting to me. He's a kid, a guy, and you know, 14 year olds, you have a teenager. Sure. They, they love gross humor. He hated it. But the girls who were at the performing arts school loved it. Don't go near those girls anymore, Clark. And I want to ask you, Jay, you have a son. Yeah. How old is your son? Yeah. 16. Does it worry you that he watched this? It doesn't because he came back and said it was pretty messed up. So, I, you know, if he had come back and said, hey, dad, we need a bigger bathtub, I would be very <laughs> upset. Uh, the last thing I would say about it, too, is, you know, we've talked about how difficult it is for people to get talking about a project. And I yeah. do wonder in a world where there is 900 movies and TV shows released every week, if you have somebody drinking bathwater, everyone goes, did you see that thing with the bathwater? Like, what are you talking about? We're talking about it in a way that there is a lot of mediocre stuff that maybe isn't as offensive, but isn't getting any eyeballs on it because nobody's right. talking about it. So, so let's stop it there. <laughs> well, let's talk about something the whole world likes to talk yes. about. Rhea Hughes and her British and teen segment. I just got back from England, so I'm kind of an expert now. Rhea? Oh, of course you are. I spent 48 hours in London, so <laughs> I know what I'm talking I was, about. I was jealous. Okay, so here's what we got. Now, I'm super excited about this because this has been a show that's been on over in England uh, this first season, but it just debuted uh, U.S. streaming um, on uh, Brickbox via Prime. It's called Blue Lights, 91% by both critics and audience. So it comes very highly recommended from, from everybody. Story is basically three rookie police officers in Belfast. So it's actually an Irish TV show. Um, 
They're two women and one male. The one woman is a 40-year-old who was a social worker. There's this other younger female cop. I'm telling you, she's a dead ringer for Kira Knightley. I didn't think I was going to like her in her first scene. She's now like my favorite person. She's very compelling. What I didn't know about police officers in Belfast, and this is on me, they are hated um, by most of the people, uh, you know, who are not police officers. They call them peelers. I was blown away. They tell these probationary officers, because the story is about these three officers are going through their probation period as rookies. Every morning when they leave their home, they have to get on the ground and look under their car and make sure there's not a bomb under the car. That's wow. how badly police officers are disliked. They they liken them to, you know, part of the British holdover that they had on Ireland. But it's a really well done show, has a little humor in it. So it's not all it's the storyline's really interesting. It's like um a local gang, you know, run by this one guy. So I, I've, they only dropped two episodes last week. Um, so I, you know, it, it's six episodes. Can't wait to see the rest of them. Extremely well done ensemble se- uh, series. Name and network, Rhea. What's the name again? It is uh, Blue Lights on uh, BritBox, which you can get by Prime. Right. All right. And uh, I'm assuming your teen version uh, this week is uh, Saltburn that you and no, we're not Clark doing watch Saltburn. together. <laughs> no, you guys are going to love this. So, Mark and I somehow came up. I think we saw Matthew McConaughey. And I said, Clark, have you ever seen Dazed and Confused? And he was like, what's that? So I watched it with him. because the uh, So Dazed and Confused, um, uh, you know, it's a coming of age movie. You can get it on Prime or Apple. Um, it's basically the the kind of what it's around is a kid who's graduating eighth grade and going into high school. And the high schoolers who are going from junior year to senior year, how they initiate the eighth graders. And it involves beating the crap out of the boys and humiliating the girls. And Clark's watching this, and I, and it's got a great cast: Matthew McConaughey, Ben Affleck, Adam Goldberg, Parker Posey, Rory Cochrane. It's phenomenal. The music in it, Clark loved. You know, it's a lot of it's circa nineteen seventy six. But he just he goes, were there any rules back in the seventies? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> there's smoking pot. There's smoking cigarettes. You know, all kinds of stuff. But he and I said to him, he goes, did you do anything like that when you were a senior with freshmen? And I said, oh, yeah, we had freshman day, but we just literally put pacifiers in their mouth and made them eat baby food. <laughs> we didn't beat them up. So but he and I said to him at the end, I said, who was your favorite character? And he said, I love them all. So he really loved Dazed and Confused. If I if I could give you a follow up movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Same director, same writer is everybody wants some. It is, uh, you can think of it as a pseudo sequel. None of the same people are in it, but it's the same vibe. It's a 1980s. It takes place in 1980 and it's a college baseball team. And it's another movie where it's a group of people just hanging out and you just love everybody that you hang out with. Richard Linklater is the king of good hangout movies. So yeah. Oh, he um, nailed it in this one. I, you know, I hadn't watched it in a long time. But I forgot how much I loved it. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, see if you could find out where that is uh, available now. Everybody wants some. That sounds like a good. You thing. can. Oh, that one. Okay, sorry. Right, let's check on that. Right, let me tell you what I saw because I got something great this week. I'm so happy when I have something <laughs> great, something I can give you a full fledged, full voiced recommendation. And it's a three part documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare. Wow, what a story! 
It is Rhea, especially for you. I know your your father was a cop. I know you watched so much cop stuff. This is a completely true story about a woman okay. who was abducted in the middle of the night and kidnapped. And when uh, they brought the husband in, you know, they always assume it's the husband and they thought she was dead. And the interrogation they show you, and then they show you what happens when she resurfaces and how the cops still don't believe anyone. And it's got to be something to do with the husband because otherwise, why would this not be? A, and and the, it, these cops are so lazy and so narrow-minded in their focus that they just can't get it right. If it's not the spouse or the boyfriend or the girlfriend, yep. most cops just don't look anywhere else. And it no, caused this insane sequence of twists and wild turns. It is fantastic. This is so good. It was done by the same documentary people that did the Tinder Swindler, which was a very good oh, one. Right. This is yeah, better. Very good. One. Two hours and 15 minutes of phenomenal documentary entertainment on Netflix, American Nightmare. Very right. nice. And uh, just so you know, you can get Everybody Wants Some only on Pluto TV for free. Wow. But you can it's right. available for rent on every other network. Yeah. So if you want to spend $2.99, you can get it uh, on Apple. But if you want to watch it for free, it's on Pluto TV. And Andrew, real quick, you had an email or uh, you forwarded me an email from a guy who recommended guilt. Uh, that is what I'm going to watch this weekend and I will review it. So I want to apologize to you because as I'm trying to stay off your turf, uh, British. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I keep bumping into it. You know, they uh, uh, apparently there's a show coming out that I watched the first episode of Woman in the Wall. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm looking Ruth forward Wilson. to it. Produced by the BBC. Another, yep. it's really good too. I saw the first episode, it looks great. And then there's another one, Jay. Funny Woman. Did you hear about this one? No, no, no. It's about a British stand up comic woman. And it looks phenomenal. They're actually showing it on PBS right now on Sunday nights. Really? And uh, I'm going to catch up on it because it looks, it's basically the in, inner workings of a stand up comedy for a woman and what it's like to be in that world and that's also completely and totally british well and i said this to angelo jay i said to him you know the the british and you know overseas never stopped making shows right so you know we're, we're no having strike. a dearth of shows you know from america because of the strike but there's all i mean every week new stuff comes out and i you know that my genre is mystery and stuff like that but angelo's right there's, I do watch comedies and stuff like that. When I find a really good one, I review it. But there's so much great content that comes out every day uh, from, you know, Acorn and Brickbox and all that. Well, now that I'm a British expert as well, I concur, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I apologized up at the, the top of the show about being away. Uh, the one good thing about being away is I got to test out a lot of apps. And I just wanted to give my review of all of the apps that you could, because I sh I have every streamer you could possibly have. I downloaded stuff on every streamer to watch while I was gone. And here is my overarching uh, review of all of them. Uh, there are three good ones and the rest suck. The right. three good ones are Apple TV plus very good Netflix rock solid. And for as much crap as I give David Zaslov max works very well. The rest of them, Paramount Plus, 
you suck. Peacock, I downloaded all of Ted to watch, could not watch it while I was away because it kept saying, you're not connected to the internet. I was like, I know. That's why I downloaded it. Could not watch it. <laughs> Paramount Plus kept crashing. Amazon Prime does not tell you when your stuff is downloaded. So you, you, you queue up a whole bunch of stuff and then you go to look at it. Not there. They all are terrible. Apple is great. Netflix is great. And uh, Max, you can download up to 100 different things. It was all there and worked fine, which is why I watched two seasons of Entourage, despite the fact I didn't like it, but I watched it all again anyway. So if you're going away, download everything on Netflix, you'll be fine. Angela, what do we cover this week? By the way, since you're just mentioning that, this is what you should have done, because I'm now entering the final season of West Wing. I've done, I, I, have, I have binged Seinfeld. I have binged Sopranos. I have binged Breaking Bad. I have binged Succession. The best binge I have ever had is West Wing. It is wow. so, it folds together so brilliantly that you just have to keep watching the next episode. The best binge I've ever had is West Wing. Just saying right now, check it out. It's great. Ah. There is an argument that those the 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 network shows of the late 90s early 2000s yeah. when they had the budget of a network right. but they were trying to compete with the cable companies and right. they would get a guy uh and, and they would throw all that money and prestige behind it there's an argument that those are kind of uncovered gems right now that we go yeah. we go back and check all those out they were probably a lot better than we remember yeah i'm i'm looking for others like that all right let, let me go over what it is Saltburn, I will not tell you where you could see it because you should not <laughs> see it. Yes. And above all, do not let your children see it. It is disgusting and horrible. Yes. Right? Uh, Dazed and Confused is available on Prime and Apple TV. Blue Lights, the the uh, English show that Rhea recommends, is on Prime. Uh, the Woman in the Wall, by the way, I've just seen one episode. That's on um I think that's on Max. I may be wrong on that. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, the West Wing is available on Max if you want to check it out. And Everybody Wants Some. I've never used this one before. It's on Pluto TV. And um, if you're out there going on the road the way Jay did, the best apps for you are Apple, Netflix, and Max. All the other ones suck. Angelo, the woman in the wall is on Amazon Prime, Showtime, Sling, Paramount, oh, and Pluto. It's really good. Thank you, Rhea. Thank you. All these years, whenever I'm screwed something up, Rhea's still there again and right to my rescue. <laughs> God bless that she woman. She is your safety net. She really is. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> And we want to thank you for sticking with us. Sorry about uh, the hiccups the last few weeks, guys. We are on it. We will make that uh, never happen again. And I want to say thank you to Angela and Rhea for joining me. I want to say thanks to Jared Clapper for doing all our producing. Thank you for listening. Rate, review us, tell a friend, and we'll see you next week. hope you've enjoyed this episode of the TV show. 
If you did, please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It'll help people find the show. Also, please follow me on Twitter at JBlackIsFunny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there. Even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.